Hi, this is Maria. This is Sarah. This is Tammy. And welcome to the The Ridge Ridge Podcast. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about engaging with the Holy Spirit. So we had kind of touched on that last week. um, And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it this week. Not too deep. Don't worry. We're gonna. We're just gonna touch on some of the some of these topics, but it, we think it's a, a really important thing to discuss. Um, that it's something that maybe people don't even uh, understand, or that it might freak some people out. Um, I know it freaked me out in the beginning. <laughs> well, the church doesn't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit, so right? Right. That's why we're touching on that today. Yeah. So. Um, so really, like when we were thinking about how we we're gonna open this up and and what we specifically wanted to talk about. Um, the question that came to mind was, what keeps us from engaging with the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, Tammy? Well, I would say um, lack of knowledge um, Mm -hmm. that sometimes people just, because it's, uh, if we're not thinking, if the Holy Spirit is, I I believe as believers, the Holy Spirit is completely engaged in our lives. Right. But if we're not aware of it and we don't, we've never really studied about who he is because it's not an it. It is a he, he's a person, um, that we, we don't know what to do or how to engage with the third person of the Trinity. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I th- like we all kind of said like a resounding fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is something that keeps us from engaging with the Holy Spirit. And that's where, you know, the, the fear comes from lack of knowledge. It comes mm-hmm. from um, something that we don't, we don't talk about very often. So it's an uncomfortable topic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and where our expectations lie. Um, so let's kind of dive into that a little bit. So as the church, what are your experiences? Um, I mean, we'll all kind of give some of our experiences about it, but Tammy, you've done a lot of ministry. And so what are some of the experiences uh, culturally that you've had when it comes to the Holy Spirit? Before Tammy answers that, I just want to, um, just for clarification for our listeners, um, just want to talk about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does, right? So we yeah. need to have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. Um, this book that we've been reading as a staff, Uncomfortable, just kind of breaks it down. So I'm just going to yeah. give you a quick synopsis. But it says, who is the Holy Spirit? The Spirit is a person, is our divine comforter in Christ's absence. The Spirit is at work in the conversion of believers. The Spirit guides us into truth helps believers in the desire and practice of virtue. The Holy Spirit is God's presence within each believer. The Spirit empowers mission and grows the church. The Spirit is made manifest through gifts in the gathered church. So with that background knowledge, Tammy. That was good. Thank you. That was a good breakdown. Take it away, Tam. Let's hear what you got. All right. So I love the topic of the Holy Spirit. And um, I come from a variety of church backgrounds, but just I want to give a a little tidbit as to um, the household that I grew up in. My dad was a Missouri Senate Lutheran pastor, as my grandfather was before him, as my uncle still is. Yes. (laughs) 
And that was a really powerful heritage in the word of God. But um, in the late 60s, my parents encountered the Holy Spirit in something called the Charismatic Renewal. Um, my dad was uh, an associate pastor in the Chicago area, and they both experienced something called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues, as well as prophecy and discernment of spirits, word, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And so my brothers and I, even though my, my dad was a, a Missouri Senate Lutheran pastor, he spoke in tongues. And so my brothers and I, growing up, we experienced our parents flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite sounds from my childhood, even when I was a youth, um, is the sound of my dad speaking in tongues in the next room. Mm. So it, my dad has a really deep voice, and it was this low kind of rumble, and it gave me such a sense of peace and security. Um, and it's a really good memory for it's me. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my background. So I, even though I grew up, you'd say probably a, a traditional Lutheran culture wouldn't necessarily talk about the Holy Spirit a bunch, or or they would talk about him, but you wouldn't see demonstrations of the spiritual gifts. My experience and grow, my experience growing up was a little bit different. Um, and then from there, um, we were, you know, my dad and I, we went to a four-square gospel church, which is a, a, a denomination that was founded by Amy Semple McPherson, a female who um, was... was uh, That's another topic, another day? Yeah, <laughs> which who was huge, like especially in the 1920s during the Great Depression. She actually had a thriving church, and she would do these, these big uh, productions, and all of these people would come, and she saw lots of salvations and healings. So it was a Pentecostal denomination nomination. And then when I was in college, I think I ended up actually at a Word of Faith church. I'm, I, looking back now, I think that's what it was. And so it was also a, that charismatic environment. Um, and then um, as an adult, I started going to Kalamazoo First Assembly, which is mm -hmm. also traditionally Pentecostal. So most of my experience in my formative years, I'd say, was definitely charismatic Pentecostal, though I had that traditional background. So for instance, my dad would have services um, and with the liturgy, which we don't even really do much of a liturgy here, but like singing the liturgy, you know, and then at the end we would pray for people to get healed and someone would fall out in the Holy Ghost. So, I mean, that was kind of the experience I had. It wasn't until I was an adult where um, I did serve on staff for a, a couple, like a two and a half years at a Presbyterian church out in the Pawpaw area. And then from that point, um, I've gotten more connected with the Reformed Church of America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, one of the things I've noticed, though, in my experiences with all of these different types of churches is that God is moving, and he's moving in all of them. Right. And we may not see him move in the same way, nor may people be fully open to him moving in certain ways, mm -hmm. but he is moving in his bride. Right. Yeah. And that's a really excellent uh, point to land on. And, and thank you for sharing that breadth of experience, because I think it is really important. It is. Because, again, like that's something that's not something I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Me um, and so for me, really the first experience that I ever had, well, that's not true. I've had lots of experiences, um, but maybe didn't recognize that they were the Holy Spirit sure. before. But I remember the very first time that I remember being overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit was at K-Hop. 
And that's um, the Kalamazoo House of Prayer. Kalamazoo House of Prayer. That's right. And so, and, and Tammy was actually there, and um, and that was that was a shock to me. And I remember leaving and thinking, well, I've, I've got to believe this because I know that I don't mess around with this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, but I, I couldn't, I, um, I was being prayed over and I, I could not physically stand up. And so now from that moment on, every time, and it seems like every time that Tammy prays over me, this is what happens. I have to sit down. I have to sit down. So, but that, you know, like recognizing, I think learning to f- figure out what that feels like, what the Holy Spirit feels like is, is a whole topic in and of itself. Well, and what would you say? Because when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, sometimes we talk about like the encounter, but if it's God, there's always eternal fruit. Right. So what was some of the fruit in your life after you experienced God like that? Yeah. So, um, I just, I feel like, um, I, everything opened up for me, so I was able to um, just, I, I was hearing the Lord more, I was able to speak um, on stage differently, um, so I just felt much more peace. Um, it, it was just a whole a whole bunch of, of things, and I do think that um, maybe that's a, that's a good thing for me to think on, because I don't know if I've thought about what the fruit of that was until you just said that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to say, because my mom has mentioned before that she could tell that you've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Oh, interesting. When she hears you pray, that she can tell something has happened on the inside of you. Interesting. So that was just from someone who doesn't actually know you. Yeah. Who just sees some of the tangible fruit. Yeah. Well, that's, well, dang. Currently, we're going to be learning all kinds of things on this podcast today. That makes me feel so good. Well, and so that, but that is something that, you know, um, that you do see that um, in people's lives. And I know I've seen it, um, I've seen it more in, in this church than anywhere else that I've, I've seen it. But I still think it's a really, um, it's kind of an interesting topic for this church. I think that mm-hmm. still, we, we don't talk about it very much. And I think that it still does make people uncomfortable to mm-hmm. think of um, the Holy Spirit coming and being in our, our midst, right? Right. Yeah. So that we talked about, you know, so, so cultural, like something that we, you know, something that keeps us from, um, engaging with the Holy Spirit is sometimes the environment that we're in. Um, not saying that church, like church environments hold us back from the Holy Spirit, just the, the general knowledge of what to expect, what to look for. Um, some, some of us have seen uh, experiences that other people have had and it maybe freaked us out, right? <laughs> we didn't know how to... <laughs> We didn't know how to weigh sure. what was happening and, and um, discern because we just haven't been in the word. Uh, and that's another piece that we kind of mm. that we kind of talked about is that we the the general knowledge of the Bible is is not necessarily something that people have anymore. And I don't know if they've ever really truly had it to a great degree. I think you've got your people that are really into it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I think that having that biblical foundation not only helps, you know, build your relationship with God, but it helps you be able to kind of test your environment and see how does this hold up. Right. So I want to know from you, Miss okay. Sarah, uh, what, what would you say when one of your like first real encounters with the Lord that you knew that this was the Holy Spirit? And I feel like my... So for those of you that don't know, I grew up in a Baptist church. I feel like I've talked about that every episode. <laughs> and it was not a bad experience. I feel like my biblical knowledge is 
is solid. Solid. Mm-hmm. She's from, super. You always hear whenever she talks about the word, she's always like, go to the word, go to the right. word. That's right. I word. love the word. I do. And I feel like the Lord speaks to me mainly through the word. But I have, um, I have had some experiences with the Holy Spirit. And I think that for those of us that are more skeptical, and I really especially growing up the way I did where we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit or the work of the Holy Spirit or how mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit moves, you know. For me, I'm very skeptical of, of how people behave mm-hmm. when they say it's a movement of the Spirit. So for me, the very first experience I had with the Holy Spirit was actually when um, I got asked to interview for this job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking I'm, I don't want to do this, you know, <laughs> no. let's be real. That's a you hard know, job. At, at that point, I really felt like the Lord was leading me in, back into teaching. So I was like, I, I'll interview, but I don't, I don't see this happening, you know. And then I was really on the fence, and I really felt unsettled about it. And I prayed and prayed and prayed into it. And I remember sitting um, in the kitchen over here with Tori and talking to her and the Holy Spirit. It was, it was an, it was a crazy encounter. The Holy Spirit literally, I felt like the scales fell from my eyes and he just opened my eyes and said, this is where I want you. It was, it was a really interesting. And I remember that very clearly, Mm. you know, so I know that, um, I know that was the Holy spirit, but also, um, I've been exposed more to the work of the Holy spirit, especially since Tammy's come on staff and she's prayed over me several (laughs) times now. Mm -hmm. And I have experienced physical healing Mm -hmm. a few different times now. So pretty awesome, man. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you experience that, when you actually have an encounter and experience with the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. because I'm a natural skeptic, Mm -hmm. I want, like, I like evidence. I like digging into the history of the Bible, the history of Jesus, like, and God doesn't, I don't, I think he can handle that, you know? Well, he, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and he doesn't, it's like, it's like when I was teaching our fifth graders in the Ridge 4-5, God doesn't expect us to, he gives us evidence. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't expect us just to take everything at face value. Sometimes it's okay to dig into it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool experience to experience the Holy Spirit. So, uh, like I said, especially since Tammy's come on staff, for me, it's been very eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we have an encounter with the Spirit, that's when, for me anyway, that's that's when reality hit. It's mm-hmm. like, this really is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit really works this way. <laughs> right. You know? Awesome. And not that I didn't want to take it on faith, but I'll be honest, I'm a Thomas, you know? Well, I think a lot <laughs> of people are a Thomas. Yeah. That's That's the thing. And and especially we've talked about in this generation, the, I mean, and it's, I feel like it's the same always, but, uh, people want to know why, like, why do, should I believe this? Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced this. I haven't, um, you know, this is something that nobody's ever taught me or that I've ever seen. So why should I believe that this is a real thing? And, um, oh, and I've, I remember talking to um, a, a university staff person a long time ago, about over 20 years ago, on, on the campus of Western, and uh, he wasn't—he didn't come from a charismatic background. And now, actually, 20 years later, he's super open. But back then, I think I was one of the first charismatics maybe he'd ever met. And what he said to me at the time is, he said, "I, I don't really see my need for it." Mm, wow. And so I wonder when we're not, it's not something that we've heard, maybe those testimonies we haven't heard of the working of the spirit like that, and it doesn't fit our 
paradigm, then we don't think it's really necessary for our lives. Yeah. But man, I promise you, and I wouldn't want to live any other way. Oh, it's much oh, easier yeah. to put the Holy Spirit in a box. And yeah, that dives into safer. Yeah, right? whole. Yeah, that's really that's really the heart of it, right? Is I don't really see my need for it, and and that that often comes from a place of um, <clears throat> that fear, but also self-sufficiency right oh sure like i can handle this on my own i don't need any external i'm comfortable with jesus where i put him mm-hmm. you know um and and, and that's, does that dive down into i'm cherry picking cherry picking the word because the word actually yeah, talks I about so. i mean or we have to explain out the miraculous nature of the word right, right. like well it was necessary for the establishment of the church but it's not necessary now but I'd say looking at our culture right now, yeah. I think it's 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 just as important with first century believers as it is today um, with where our society right. is, that we need right. the demonstration of the power of God. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that we still, there are, is still plenty of evidence of the Holy Spirit working in the world. I think that we have, you know, we talked tons about it earlier, is that we have become used to seeing things and minimizing them and um and so it's much easier um to rationalize and think oh there's must be some other explanation other than the holy spirit coming in mm-hmm. to this you know um and and that you know we talked we had talked about when does that you know like there's um an example of childlike faith like when do we lose that because you know my daughter um is who's actually sitting in this room right now while we record she's doing a great job good job charlotte um but she was you know she's she always comes up to me and she always says like you're the authority for prayer like every time mom prays <laughs> things happen you know and it's awesome um but, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning she came up and you know she had a crease in her shirt and she didn't want the crease there and she's like mom this crease isn't coming out and um you know and i've prayed for it twice and you know talking about like okay well this you know that's not necessarily like how it works and she's like well every time you pray something happens you know Mm -hmm. so um but you know she's got that faith Mm -hmm. that if you pray no matter what it's gonna it's gonna be answered and um and we lose that along the way and um and our prayers aren't always answered in miraculous ways I think that's maybe where we get a little bit discouraged right you know Mm -hmm. as adults you know, kids, they're expecting the miraculous all the time. Right. Because it is childlike faith. Right, right. But as adults, we see things and we get a little bit jaded and we decide, well, maybe the Holy Spirit doesn't work that way. Yeah. Or but, we see models of the Holy Spirit that don't necessarily align with our image of what that would look like. Oh, and sure. we get And we are like, nope, sure. that's not right. <laughs> Wanted to share a quote out of this book, too. Um, I've got an uncle who lives in Africa, or who lived in Africa as a missionary for a long time, and they see all kinds of miraculous healings and works of the Holy Spirit there. And that is a normal, everyday occurrence over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to to read this because in Western culture, so this is also, again, in the book Uncomfortable. Um, the fact is Christianity is a supernatural religion based on a man who did miraculous things, rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, leaving the same dead-raising spirit with within us. We should expect the spirit to do remarkable things, but in Western Amen. culture, 
We, we don't. It's uncomfortable. Well, we also we have medicine and we can go to hospitals oh, sure. right, right. and we do have other ways that we can. And God works through all of those things. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, God is multifaceted. So he anoints the hands of a surgeon. Yep. Just like he'll anoint the hands of Charlotte when she prays for her mama. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. he works through both for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So, so then, you know, what keeps us from engaging with the Holy Spirit is sometimes our expectations of, of him working in our lives. Right. Um, and do we, do we have expectation of him showing up and working in our lives, both individually and then also uh, corporately, you know, when we come together as a body? I think that's really important. So I mentioned this, and I know this can be a topic that uh, we could spend like 20 podcasts on, but the topic <laughs> of faith yeah. is really significant in scripture. Um, and God, and it's you know, a spiritual gift. It is a spiritual gift, and you know, even if we were bringing up um, Thomas, when Jesus um, came and showed Himself to Thomas and the other disciples, and He said, "All right, Thomas, come and put your hands here, right? I want you to feel. I, I want you to feel that I'm real." Mm-hmm. Then Jesus goes on to say, "But blessed are those who have not seen yet still believe." Right. And I think that's one of the things that's supposed to set us apart as Christians is that. You know, most of us have not had a face-to-face encounter with our Savior. Right. Right? That's to come someday. Yeah. But we can choose to believe with that gift of faith that God gives us. And so when we hear testimonies of, like, Sarah getting healed, I mean, it's it's been four times because mm-hmm. I am keeping track because I love testimonies. <laughs> right? And when Sarah, you know, has these encounters where she's been getting, like, dramatically healed from some stuff... Um, it causes me to believe even more that God is faithful, right. that he is mm-hmm. able, and that he desires to heal people today. Mm-hmm. And a side note on to that, when I experienced healing like that, I told Tammy this. This is one of the biggest things for me because I am, you know, I didn't grow up that way hearing mm-hmm. about the Holy Spirit. So the movement of the Holy Spirit was really foreign to me. But I cannot tell you the amount of love I felt. I felt mm-hmm. like the Lord. I remember you saying that. Yes, Every time it has happened, she'll cry. Yes, right. I just feel so <laughs> loved. I do. I feel so loved Come by him on. that he would that he would show up that way for me. Right. It's such an amazing feeling. Right. And he will show up that way for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, you know, so, so then that, that brings us back around to, okay, so we talked about some of the things that keeps us from engaging with the Holy Spirit. So what are some things that we need? Uh, what do you guys think? What are some things we need? We need the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. Actually, of all the spiritual gifts, that's the one that I pray for the most. Mm-hmm. And you pray for it. Mm-hmm. You have to pray for it. Yep. Yeah, I think that was that was one thought that I had too. Is that um, you know, when it, in line with expectation, you know, do we ask for some of these things? You know, do we ask, um, and not just one time, but consistently praying? Like I ask God for wisdom all the time because I never feel like I know as much as I should know. <laughs> you only know what you know. I know, and so I always. Isn't that your coin phrase? It is my coin phrase. You only know what you know, and so and that falls in line with this too. If nobody's ever told you about the Holy Spirit, if you've never encountered the Holy Spirit, if you've never witnessed it in the Word, you only know what you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, and we, you know Paul talks about how um, he admonishes the church um, to eagerly desire that they may prophesy, and he says, "You look, I prophesy, you know, 
more than you guys. I speak in tongues way more than you guys, but go after these things. Eagerly desire, like, mm-hmm. like go at, so ask for the gift of faith, ask mm-hmm. for the discernment of spirits gift, for the gift of tongues. Mm-hmm. Because those things aren't just to make us look cool right. or for us to have a cool podcast. Yep. Yep. It's supposed to bear eternal fruit in our lives. Those right. gifts point us to Jesus mm-hmm. and to his beautiful face and so and we in the just lives gotta of others and in the lives and it, it causes you know can i share maybe a testimony or please well yeah please, <laughs> please yes so here's a testimony about word of knowledge and prophecy um so i was bringing a team back from the kalamazoo house of prayer we had uh, been leading our team from khap was leading worship at the grand rapids house of prayer and so on the way through um grand rapids on the way back um i wanted to stop at my favorite restaurant which is arnie's <laughs> shout out to arnie's on 54th street with the really good filled uh, uh cupcakes so yummy uh, it's like revival in your mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, while while we're there, it's kind of the it's towards the end of the night. And uh, um, one of the guys that was on our worship team, he really flows in the gift of prophecy. And so he was ministering to a couple people at our table. And our server comes over. And uh, she's like, oh, what's this? And so I said, hey, so we're... Where, you know, my friend is flowing in the gift of prophecy. And what that means is that he's listening to God on behalf of others. And God's giving him really encouraging things to, to share. And I said, if you come back after you take care of your tables, we would love to bless you. And we would love to prophesy over you. Mm. And so she's like, yeah, sure. Wow, that's so, awesome. So she comes back a little bit later. And um, the first thing is that the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for her. And so I saw an older woman wearing a white sweater. And I said, who is this in your life? And she said, that's her grandma. And her grandma was a really strong woman of faith. And from that point, it kind of opened her heart. And then my friend began to prophesy. And prophecy has to do with not just we think about it sometimes like saying what's going to happen in the future. But it is that. But it's also foretelling, meaning that it's God highlighting this is where you are in your life right now. And this is what I have to speak to you about where you are in your life Mm -hmm. so that you can begin to walk in the fullness of what I have for you. Does that make sense? So the word Mm -hmm. of knowledge, that supernatural tidbit, which seemed pretty vague, but for her it wasn't vague, right? right? right. Opened her heart. My friend then released this prophetic word to her. And then right after that, we had this sense that she was ripe for harvest, that God wanted her to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We led her to the Lord at the table. She prayed with us to receive Jesus as her Lord and Savior, began to tear up, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit at the table. And it was so powerful. And you could imagine our group of like five were like, yes, who knew cupcakes and salvation? (laughs) So we then, I I tried to connect with her on Facebook and it never worked. And I think she just doesn't post anything on Facebook. She was a generation or two younger than me. Um, But... No, no joke. One year later, I am bringing another team from the Grand Rapids House of Prayer through Arnie's on our way back to Kalamazoo. We walk in and I recognize this young lady is working behind the bakery. Not only that, she recognizes me and she said, you're the one I got to pray with. And this is what she says. My life changed from that moment. And I go to church. I am in a Bible study with my boyfriend and my life is totally different. Oh my goodness. No joke. That is totally what happened. So I feel.
feel like when we're talking about these gifts, know that it's not, it is for our encouragement and it's our edification. I mean, that's what it talks about like in uh, 1 Corinthians, like what is prophecy for? It also leads people to Jesus. And so as we begin to engage with the Holy Spirit so that you have that discernment, you know what? I think she's ready to give her life to the Lord. Right. That was another gift that was in operation. It's not as if the the Lord's going, Tammy, now employ the gift of discernment (laughs) so that you know you should take the conversation. It wasn't like that. It just, you go with what you're feeling in that moment. Right. But that's eternal fruit. That's awesome. Like her and her boyfriend. That's amazing. So I I just wanted to encourage people. It's it's worth it, even when it's awkward and uncomfortable. Well, and I think that's that is one one point that I was going to make too. Is I know. um, So when I when I experienced my um, prophetic word, and I literally had to sit down on the couch, and I was uncontrollably snotting and crying, and (laughs) you know all these things um, that I was going to have the gift of tongues. And I have yet to experience the gift of tongues. And one thing I had to uh, realize was that I actually, until recently, didn't want the gift of tongues because, um, you know, it goes back to, I, I, like, no thanks, Jesus. I'm, I'm good. You know, like, it, right, right. it goes back to that whole... And fear. Well, it's the fear. So, mm-hmm. so when you when you think about sometimes when you think about engaging with the Holy Spirit, you may have um, experiences in your life that um, kind of like freaked you out, like we said, and that may you may not want to participate in that. And there was um, there was a part of me that said, you know, like if I speak in tongues, my husband is gonna flip. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, and he's I gonna can relate think, to that. Yeah, and he's gonna think I'm nuts. <laughs> Right. And so, so, so sometimes we have to push through some of these barriers that we put up in our own lives and I'm still pushing through those. And I do believe that, that God is going to give me the gift of mm. tongues. Um, amen. but, uh, <laughs> amen. but, uh, um, but that's, a, that's something that is, I have to push through because it's uncomfortable for me to think about being somebody who can speak in tongues. If and we go back to the word, and if God is who he says he is, mm-hmm. and if Jesus is who he says he is, and if we were given this Holy Spirit and we actually believe what the word says, then we need to be open to those things. And that's right. the hardest thing. It's just reminding ourselves mm-hmm. that we need to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. And for me, I'm mm-hmm. coming right from where you are, Maria. It has been a difficult, uncomfortable journey. Oh. But the Holy Spirit can work in and through that. And it makes it all that more powerful because mm-hmm. it's not what we expected. Right, right. Well, and think about, too, you know, um, again, the, the these things, they don't just bless us. They bless the people around us. Think about oh, your daughter. Sure. Oh, sure. You know, and, um, and even um, in my own family, you know, um, <laughs> Joe, Joe had a headache a couple of weeks ago. And I... I was at work and I had a moment where I was like, why haven't I prayed for this? You know, like, I know that I can do this. I can pray for healing for him. And so I walk home and I'm like, Joe, you know, I'm like pulling up my sleeves. I'm like, we're going to pray. We're going to pray over your neck. And I was like, Judah, Charlotte, let's go. We're going to pray for daddy. And, you know, and Charlotte was like, well, this is, this is, you know, she got real shy, but she came over and Judah's like, I'm not doing this. Like, this isn't going to happen. And, uh, but we all did. We prayed, we prayed over daddy's neck. We prayed for healing. And then, um, you know, and I was super proud of myself because I was like, I'm being a good spiritual person right now. And I'm praying for healing over my husband. And then, but you know, uh, later 
nobody was paying attention. Judah just walks over to Joe and lays his hands on Joe's neck and prays for healing for his mm -hmm. neck. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so that type of, that's, that's the kind of fruit, you know, like, sure. we're, you know, our expectation of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, sometimes if we don't have a, uh, an expectation for that, we're limiting the expectation in the people around us. Sure, like we're well. creating a, a culture of expectation, a yeah. culture of hope, a culture of faith that yep. when we pray, God loves to hear us pray and right. he loves to speak to us, right? Mm -hmm. And so even when we don't see God answer prayers in the way we want him to, we have to be assured that he has heard us right? and that he treasures our prayers. Just like He, it says in the, in the scripture, he collects our tears, yeah. right? That's how precious our tears are to God. Mm -hmm. I don't collect my daughter's tears <laughs> and I love Ellie, right? But God collects our tears. They're so precious to him that he he's into this. What yeah. we're even talking about, just allowing us, helping us to grow closer to him mm -hmm. means so much to him. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like what is, what is our expectation of engaging with the Holy Spirit? You know, has that some, is that something that you've thought about in your life? Is it uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable? <laughs> Cause it's okay if it is. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for yep. everybody at this yep. table. I don't think that it's ever going to be, there's ever going to be a time when we're like, man, this feels all right. I got this in the bag. I don't you know? know. Tammy, Tammy seems to be pretty comfortable. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, so God, God, I think stretches us in different ways. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. when I went to, when I was working at the Presbyterian church and I was working within the, what I would say the confines of a more definitely more traditional structure, I had to find God within right. that, that God could still move and he could mm -hmm. still flow mm -hmm. even if, if there was that structure there. Yeah. And also, I mean, because as we think about the working of the Holy Spirit, um, so when I was at the Presbyterian church, God broke down my prejudices mm -hmm. against mainline denominations. Right. Oh yeah. I couldn't have been here at an RCA church, if right. he hadn't started working in my life right. over 10 years ago at the Presbyterian church. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what you're so, saying is God uses everything and works he it towards does. Good. <laughs> Boom. And so that removal of prejudice, I think, was just as strategic for where God needed to bring me as, as it is when, mm -hmm. you know, Judah is now comfortable praying for his daddy. Right. right. Yeah. I've seen that too, those layers of prejudice peel away as we started attending here. Mm -hmm. Because I remember even walking in and seeing Becky on stage praying and I thought, we don't do that in Baptist churches. Women aren't allowed to pray. Women are allowed I mean, to pray. honestly, that's what my background was. Sure. And boy, that has just like peeled away and peeled away and peeled away. So yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. Holy so, Spirit works on us. So this week, as we as we uh, kind of wrap up, you know, I, I want to pray for you right now that that you encounter the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. this week and that you have an expectation of meeting with him and, um, and, and knowing that he's working in your life and, um, and maybe even that you see how he's worked in your life in the, the last year, you know? Um, and it's, it's a really cool thing. I mean, I, I really do think that um, when we seek I mean, we know this. When we seek God, He draws near near to us. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a it's a both and kind of deal. When we seek Him, we will find Him. When we seek Him with all of our hearts. And the other, the one that you were talking about is when we draw near to God, He promises to draw near to us. Right. Yeah, so powerful. Yes. yes. So can we can we just pray together quickly yeah. for everyone watching this? Yeah, for sure. Do you want to pray? You want me to pray? I mean, now there's the pressure. For sure. Do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Father in heaven, I pray for the people who are listening today. I pray Amen. that they 
um, they truly encounter the Holy Spirit, Lord, that that is something that, um, that is no longer just something we talk about, but it is something, something that we know lives within us and that we feel flowing, um, all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I pray for people who may be uh, afraid of what that would mean in their lives, or maybe there's some giftings that you're waiting to um, unwrap for people. Mm -hmm. And I, I pray that they're able to just step into that Amen. in faith you, and, uh, and that they're able to talk about it. Um, I pray that from this, there would be testimonies that would just come out about how you have um, healed or you have uh, you know, saved and all of the, we, we want to know about those Amen. things, Lord. I pray that that's something that just becomes natural in our conversations in this church, Lord, that we, um, that we expect to meet you when we meet together and, um, and when we walk in our day-to-day -day lives, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, amen. <laughs> and now you, she can sing too. <laughs> no, and for everybody who's watching, our final note, Tammy refuses to teach me how to sing, FYI. <laughs> so next week, we're going to talk about some other topics. Um, thanks for joining us again this week. I know that uh, we really enjoy it, and we say that every week, but we're just grateful that we get to be here and we get yeah. to talk about some of these things, and we hope that you get something from it. So God have bless. a good one.